All right, we're all in. So without further ado, I will uh, begin this, our inaugural podcast. It is called Con Job. And we are going to be brought to you on a weekly basis. Uh, it'll be held by yours truly. My name is Ryan Withy, and uh, my co-host will be Alexa Hart. And we're just going to go through all things related to uh, conventions, or as we call them, cons. And uh, we'll talk about... Uh, anything to do related to artists, um, to the vendors, to, uh, we'll try to get some promoters and then even get some fans perspectives of the people that attend the shows. And uh, we're going to talk about any of the shows that are coming up, if that ever happens again. Uh, any of the shows that are that have already happened, if we can get maybe some inside information and, and try to discuss them. And then uh, anything else that we can come up with in the meantime. And uh, Alexa, you have anything else to add to that? Um, I mean, not really. Um, hey, oh, hey, hopefully everybody's, uh, everybody's sheltering in place and wearing their masks and, uh, taking their vitamins and all of that stuff, brother. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's my whole COVID reference. There, yeah. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and you got me like, whenever you said, Hey, I was like, Oh man, I'm drinking you. I'm literally drinking you in my shop right now while we're doing this. Um, <laughs> You know, you, you covered a whole lot of what we have been talking about for weeks because, I mean, let's be honest. You and I have talked about this podcast since, what, last year? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we, we decided, hey, there's nothing to do. Let's go ahead and start this thing. Um, you know, I, you talked about, you know, covering the things. I, I feel like, you know, the initial idea for this podcast was to be something for vendors and I, I still think it's going to be something for convention vendors. But I also think that, you know, we're going to speak to the, the con promoters. You know, hopefully we're a resource for them. Hopefully, you know, you guys out there that go to conventions that like, you know, that like going to these conventions. You, you find us and you check us out and we, we become a resource for you guys, too. Because at the end of the day, we're all one giant, weird convention carny family. <laughs> So, you know, the more information, the more ideas, the more things to think about that we can give everybody is it's kind of a big deal, I feel like. And one one thing you mentioned is, you know, when you come to the conventions and, then, uh, you know, if you come visit us, well, we should kind of tell them how they can visit us. So uh, our my booth, I I work the booth with my wife. She's she's an artist. Um, it's called her name is Megan and it's the art of Megan Witty. And if you've been to the conventions, you might see a big giant banner of Bell. Uh, princess bell holding a book and also there might be some other ones but that's the most that's the most popular that we have is bell um and uh my wife as i like to think is a uh, very gorgeous little blonde lady who sits there uh selling her her wares so if you do happen to see us please stop by and say hello and say you heard us uh heard heard about it on the podcast and how can they find you alexa uh, first and foremost, they have to ask if you're the artist, though, because that's <laughs> so <absolutely>. true. It's <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, I, I do look like a Megan. <laughs> right. You totally look like a Megan. Yeah. Uh, so I, if you guys have been to conventions, you've you've seen me. I run Everyday Geek. Um, I'm the big glass booth, the literally the big glass booth. Um, I do pint glasses and, and whiskey glasses and lanterns and all kinds of stuff. Um, but a lot of, a lot of people have seen my booth. It's so funny, Ryan. I, I was, uh, I was at the Grand Canyon and there was a guy that recognized me. He was a security guard 
that was like checking people's vehicles to make sure they didn't have bombs to blow up the Grand Canyon or not the Grand Canyon. Um, Hoover Dam. Hoover Dam is where it was. Um, <laughs> he's like, what do you have back here? This is an awfully big van with lots of boxes. And I'm like, oh, I do glassware. And he's like, wait a minute. Do you do Comic-Cons? Yes, I do. <laughs> and, uh, if, if, if someone it. asks you if you're a god, you say yes. Exactly. Sorry. Ghostbusters reference. Oh, I love that, <laughs> I love that reference. And what do you do, Ray? <laughs> Um, but no, that can find me. I, I will say, you know, Ryan, I, I got to tell him how we met. Um, you would think that us being convention vendors, we would have met through conventions, but that's not true. Uh, we were at Disney and Nolan Ryan is the reason why we met. Like, it's true. They, they were playing a game in front of us in line. Heads and, up was the name of the game. Yeah. And, you know, we, I, I was like, I got to help him. I got to help him. I got to help him. And my wife at the time said, no, 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 no. Don't help them. That's embarrassing. And I'm like, nope, nope. And I leaned in. And I was like, Nolan Ryan. And it started, it started that crazy discovery of friends, friendships. So kind of awesome. Yes, definitely kind of weird. But where else, where else better can you meet somebody that could be a lifelong friend than at Disney, right? The most magical place. It, it is true. <laughs> it, is, it is the most magical place on earth, even if it was Hollywood Studios. Yeah, that's my favorite. So I'll <laughs> never, it's MGM, just so you know. It is MGM. I mean, it always will be. I called MGM for like up until like last year. So yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll switch you back. Don't worry. It's, it'll always be. Excellent. <clears throat> so um, let's get, let's get into maybe some of today's topics. So, I know, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we, we said we're going to talk about some things con related. And uh, obviously, that's, uh, you know, has since C2E2 in Chicago back uh, early, you know, end of February, early March, there's been literally nothing because the entire seems like the entire planet has been shut down and stuck to the confines of their house. So <clears throat> I know there's been a bunch of postponements and movement and cancellations and whatnot. And uh, as far as I know, maybe you can let shed some light, but the, the most, the, the next one that we really have on the horizon that is, you know, of any substance is Megacon, which is supposed to be, I believe, June 6th and 7th, that, that week, first weekend in June. Yeah, that right? first, first full weekend in June. Um, you've also got Wizard World St. Louis, which even though Wizard, you know, Wizard is not the same company that it was five years ago. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they, they still plan on putting on the show in St. Louis. Um, you know, as far as I know, as of what time is it? Four, 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 49 40, Eastern. Yeah. You know, Eastern Megaton time. is still planning on going forward. Um, I've heard rumblings in the wind that we will have an announcement tonight or tomorrow on <clears throat> because we're, we're so close to that date that, right. uh, you know, that it's kind of like they've got to, they got to decide something one way or another. They, they've got to figure out what's going on. So with that said, so let's just say, you know, that's, we can actually push, push this topic a little bit because we can come back to it. But what are your, because of all these cancellations and all these transfers and whatever they're wanting to call it, um, we've moved into this world of kind of virtual cons. So how, how is, how have your, you know, how has it been for you? Virtual cons, obviously, obviously there's a huge difference in the amount of, uh, purchases being made but like what are your what are your thoughts on that you know i several years ago i made a comment that somebody really should do an online con 
And like, it's been something that was in my head forever that it should happen. And lo and behold, with, you know, with all the shutdowns, people started branching out and started doing a lot of these conventions. And there's, I, this is going to sound like a little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Pessimistic. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, in the world, it, it is, um, <laughs> in the world of virtual cons, there's they're almost a, they've become a dime a dozen already exactly so many of them there there's been dozens and they're they're big they're small they're put on by you know put on by this you know this uh promoter or that promoter and it's promoters that didn't get to do a convention who've decided to do an online presence and i don't think they figured it out quite yet um at least most of them right it's definitely a work in progress i agree with that Absolutely. The one, the one that I'm, you know, the, actually the two that I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited about, um, you know, wizard world, <laughs> wizard world is wizard world guys. When uh, is, when is the St. Louis show? Um, the, everybody same, knows? same weekend as Megacon that first okay. weekend in June, mm-hmm. right. um, but, uh, wizard is doing virtual experiences and there's, there's an option for vendors, um, you know, to, to sell like exclusive things for, whatever the theme of that virtual experience is. Um, like there's a, uh, they're doing a virtual experience with uh, Wade Boggs and Dwight Gooden. Oh, wow. Yeah, right? Like sign me up. That's a good one. Oh, I, I'm a sports <laughs> person. So I'm like, damn, that's, a, that, I, I dig this. Um, <laughs> thinking outside the box, but at the same time, there's so many of them that they're doing. I feel like they're flooding the market. And I don't know if that's going to hurt them on the, you know, on right. the turn. Well, I feel like somebody's somebody's going to step in and do it right, and then everyone's going to be like, "Holy crap that that one was awesome!" What you know, there'll be fifty to choose from. Oh, that one was awesome, and then obviously everybody's going to copy that one. You know, so I mean, you'll get it right eventually, but I don't think it's there yet. It's funny you say that because um, I mean, you and I are both. Part, I think you you guys are part of uh, Virtual Pop. Yes. Right? Okay. Yep. So um, Vir- Virtual Pop Expo, um, you know the it's crazy how that came about there there was lots of chats i'm not going to say i was involved with those chats but i was involved with those chats um (laughs) in the very beginning um and you know some ideas have been bounced off me but um you know they it was kind of put together by legion m um and i i don't know how much you know about legion m ryan but no um legion m is a fan-owned production company they they'd done some stuff with with Jay and Silent Bob, um, the Nicolas Cage movie Mandy. They uh, they produced that whole whole movie. Um, you know they're they are like a fan and community friendly company. Like the whole company is owned by fans. Um, so they they saw a need. You know I, I was talking to to one of their their executives. And, you know, she, she was like, oh my God, this is, you know, this is a great idea. And about that time, there were three other people having the same conversation. Okay. The, you know, the, the idea kind of blossomed and they're hosting their virtual convention. And I think they're going to do it right. They, they have their virtual con. It's, uh, it's Friday. You can find them online. Yes. Um, You know, virtualpopexpo.com. Um, it starts Friday night. You've got a preliminary, like a preview night type thing. 
um, six Eastern to, uh, or I'm sorry, six Pacific to nine Pacific. Then Saturday and Sunday, it's basically like c- typical convention hours, um, you know, 10 Pacific to Pacific and um, 10 Pacific to six Pacific on Sunday. Um, that's yeah. what, that's three hours difference Eastern. It is three hours difference Eastern. So, Thank so you. You, you can sleep in and you know what? Thank Meg, God. Meg, Meg will be awake. Meg She'll will get her coffee. Sleep. Don't worry. She'll get her coffee. <laughs> Inside joke guys. We love you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we love you, Meg. Uh, but they're, they're doing a costume contest. They've got a, a virtual vendor room. And from what I gather, I haven't seen the, uh, I haven't seen how everything is just yet. Um, because they haven't sent me my link to start building my store, which they should do today or tomorrow. Um, and that should take no time. But they, they've got panels that they're planning on on doing. They've got like Q and A's with Tara Strong, is uh, is one of their people this weekend. Um, who else is there? Um, people behind the scenes at the Simpsons. Um, they've got uh, oh my gosh, from uh. <sighs> From Fantastic Beasts, the heavy set guy. Oh yes, yeah. Uh-huh. Dan, Dan Fogler. Um, Fogler. They've yeah. got Dan. They've got uh, Brian Brian O'Halloran. Um, you know, they've got they've got people and admission to this thing. You don't have to pay anything to to check out like the vendor room and to to do that stuff. You know, the the celebrity experiences. I think there's a cost. Um, I don't know all of the all the details, but like I feel like this is being put together. And it's it's actually like they, they got it together, man. Like they and I really like I was saying earlier though. I think whoever does one that everyone seems to think is the right way, everyone's gonna copy it, right? And then there's gonna be another wave that's gonna be slightly better. And you know, like to me, this sounds like it's gonna be the first one that's right. Yeah, you know. And then it's then you know, and, and you know, I don't think it'll ever get to the point where it overtakes, uh, you know, in person ones, but. You know, it's 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 definitely better for for people who can't make it to San Diego. Maybe this is another alternative. They could, hey, I can't make it out there to see, you know, the cast of Game of Thrones or whatever. You know, I can I can actually just do it online and I can actually interact, you know, or whatever. So I mean, it might be a it might be another way for them to make more money that they don't right. need San Diego. <laughs> but I mean, if you think about it, that's also like that's another way for vendors to be able to get in front of. Some of these people. I mean, some people exactly. Could you imagine at a at a at a convention, like let's let's just say at MegaCon. Say MegaCon decided to do the virtual con, and you know they do they do multiple conventions. Maybe they allow all of the vendors that you know buy booths at these at their shows. Maybe they allow them to have a virtual presence on tablets around the room. Right. Like, could you yeah. imagine being like being in front of the the eyes of all of these people at conventions because you bought a booth at a, a, a like a physical convention? Yeah. No, that sounds <clears throat> sounds amazing. It does that's one of those outside the box thinking things that we'll talk about later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of that, then so like let's go back to actual MegaCon. What do you think when we when slash if we ever get back going? What do you think they're going to look like? Like, I, you know, obviously, I think the, the the big model you keep hearing is like reduced capacity. So, that, you know, we're some of the shows we go to, there's, you know, 30, 40,000 people in a room at, a, at one time. And we know that's not going to happen anytime soon. 
So what do you what do your what do you think is going to be kind of the next you know the first wave of trying to make things safe yet yet <laughs> still allowing us to do it? I mean, look, we we don't know what is going on anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, we know we know the public is spooked. You know, they're, they're super concerned for their safety, um, and they have every right to be concerned for their safety because there's a lot of idiots out there. Like, let's 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 be real. There's a lot of people that are not following any kind of protocols whatsoever. Um, right. You know, one of my friends just had a lady today take off her mask and yell at him standing a foot and a half away. Like, <laughs> lady. Granted, wasn't wearing a mask in a state where they say, hey, you need to wear a mask. But, like, now you've just compounded the situation, lady. So, I, at the end of the day, I, things that I'd like to see, you know, I, I would like for these conventions, you know, let, let's take Megacon, for example. This is by no means like, oh, Megacon's going to do this thing. Um, but, ooh, that was a pretty noise. Um, <laughs> so it sounds like you're like getting ready to roll into the spa. Um, it's just the chimes on the back door. <laughs> uh, I mean, I. I was waiting for 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 you to like tell me that you're taking an Epsom salt bath and <laughs> that you guys have. Um, uh, hey, great. Um, so like I, MegaCon, you have you have to like you have to have a pool off area for this. But I want to see infrared thermometers or some sort of temperature taking devices that you don't have to touch. You know, I'm not sticking sticking the, the stick in my mouth. Like I'm not going to do it. Um, right. I can walk through the scanner. You know, whatever I can do for that. Like I want to know that nobody in the convention center has symptoms. Right. And I think you're going to get you're going to get a lot of people. No, maybe not a lot, but you're going to get some of those people that uh, oh, that's infringing on my rights. And it's like, and you know, to me, it's like I could care less if it's going to make people feel safe. I'm all for it. You know, like, it's not like you're not doing a full cavity search, you know, and, and uh, you know, like, like for the airport, people get freaked out because they have to take their shoes off. It's like, if I take my shoes off to make someone feel, make everyone else feel comfortable, more comfortable, who gives a crap? You know what I mean? Right. Come on. So it's like little things like that. We're going to have to be a little lax on, but I think the most important thing that they can do, uh, well, maybe not the most important one huge thing they can do is, uh, is having like hand sanitizer, whether it's basically, whether it's stations everywhere or giving all the vendors, you know, having them, or I just think that that alone makes a lot of people feel more comfortable because yes, I feel like people will be coming. I mean, I know when it comes to yours, it's most of it's on display. They don't necessarily have to touch it, but for our booth, it's artwork. So they have to sift through, they have to shuffle through different prints to see what it is they like. We can only put so many out, out to display. So they're going to be, you know, whether they have gloves on or we have the hand sanitizer there, they can shuffle through, use a hand sanitizer. All right, thanks. I'm out, you know, or, you know, they have the gloves on, whatever. You know, it's like I think there's definitely got to be something along those lines. But I, I think another thing could be kind of clearing the room out periodically just for cleansing, you know, like cleansing time. I don't know how long that should take, but but you still with me? I think I might have lost. Yes. Okay, good. Uh, my yeah, phone went good. dark, so I was like, "Oh, please, didn't you don't, not don't mute me?" No, no, no. Um, we we this is our third or fourth take, and we keep getting muted. So, uh, 
Yeah. So I mean, like, like what you said, I think the cleaning that, well, let's back up hand sanitizer, huge deal. Um, you know, I, people, people have this crazy misconception about gloves because what they don't realize is it's, it's like putting Vaseline on Saran wrap. Like all you're doing is spreading it around. You're never like doing anything else with it. So Right. You know, you're with those gloves, unless you're changing them between every single booth, you're not doing anything. Yeah, you're just taking stuff from your booth to my booth. Exactly. But, you know, right. your your hands, you hand sanitize at every booth. Or, boom. Or as we like to call it, contract. Exactly. Uh, definitely. Con- <laughs> this, this is definitely contract. Um, yes. <laughs> we'll have to talk about the, uh, the, the vendor immunity soon. Um, <laughs> I say that in jest. Um, but the, the shutting down of the room could do a couple of things. You know, think of a think of a, a regular two day show. You know, regular two day shows are usually like ten to six, ten to seven. You know, they're they're short days. Not well, short days. They're they're days. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, Sunday. You know, ten to five. Maybe. You know, to, to be able to, to fit people in, maybe these shows start saying, you know what, we're, we're going to, we, we want to have, you know, let's say, let's say it's a midsize show that draws 40,000 people. This year, they can't draw 40,000 people because they can't put 40,000 people in the room at the same time. So maybe what they do is they, they get like, what's the max capacity of the room? 40,000. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to open up from, you know, eight in the morning until one o'clock in the afternoon. That's five hours. We're going to, you know, we're going to let you, we're going to give you a discounted ticket. Obviously, you know, celebrities are going to be available and, you know, you're going to be able to get autographs. You're going to be able to walk in the vendor room. And then at one o'clock we shut down until three or four. Yeah, whatever. And, you know the the entire room, the bathrooms, the you know the snack bar area, um, you know the anywhere that's going to be like a touch type area, maybe even the celebrity areas because you know we haven't even talked about how the celebrity experience is going to change. Um, you know maybe maybe they they take those few hours to wipe everything down and to get like to get back to a you know a, a, a base. And then, you know, vendors that have things that get touched a lot, like my glasses, you know, we wipe down everything with, you know, with sanitizer wipes and we reopen for the second wave of people that bought the, you know, four to nine tickets. Right. And, you know, then the next day, maybe you get to come in the morning instead of the afternoon and you know they they do maybe they stagger out the times that way everybody can get their shot at coming to the show at a diminished capacity yeah and i think the biggest part of that is gonna, you're going to lose out on is the uh the six foot you know the six foot because uh, you know if you get people around a booth i mean what are you gonna have two people at a booth and say excuse me you got to stay back there but that's a kind of a big walkway so you know or, or do they have less booths and wider walkways? You know, that's and option. you know that's that's something that I think has to happen. Um, there's a lot of shows that already do some pretty wide walkways, like the the was like right. Medicon, C2. Yeah, I know Planet was usually pretty big, yeah. right? So you know, you've got you've got some 
but there are some that are tiny. There's some that are, I mean, I can, I can cough onto the person, you know, across from me. I mean, it's very so. true. There are some that you can't fit two strollers down, down these aisles and they're, they're going to have to look at like possibly making their show floor that keep the show floor the same size, but maybe have less right. vendors. And what do you, I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think it's going to bring up prices? Do you think it's, well, I think it, I, I, well, I think at first it's going to, my guess is it's going to keep things the same just because they, at the end of the day that, you know, they have to make their money for the, for the, for the thing. So the, obviously we're going to be the ones that are going to be getting hit with that. And then I think as it goes forward, I think it'll take the prices lower. Uh, actually, I don't know. Cause does it, I think maybe it'll make it more of a premium to be able to get in, you know? So instead of, let's say, instead of now you have, instead of having a hundred vendors or a hundred booths, now you're only going to have 75 for example. So now there's 25 people that are, you know, booths that are, you're not covering, you're not getting that, whatever it is, whether it's 400 a booth or 800, a thousand a booth, you know? So does the, does the convention center lower their price because of that? As a, a, to the well, promoter, the day, which then gets transferred down to us, or does it keep it the same? And then the, the promoter's just going to charge us more to recoup that difference. I don't know. Well, at the end of the day, the, the, Almost every single convention gets charged by the table. Okay. They don't rent the hall? They do rent the hall, but there's also a cost per table. Okay. And that cost per table, in some, some cases, can be half of what the hall costs by Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're ending up, you know, if, if you're a promoter and you're renting out the hall – but you're only paying half of what you would be for tables. There is a way to, to balance that out. <clears throat> you know, you, you have to give that back to your, to your vendors, because let's be honest. The, at the current rate of inflation, it shows, I mean, there are some shows that claim that they have these huge numbers <clears throat> and they don't there. There's no way because the capacity of some of these buildings won't allow for that like that to physically happen, you know, these promoters are still saying, Oh, you know, I, I'm going to raise my prices another hundred bucks this year for a table, but, or for a booth, because, you know, we're, we, we keep growing. And in reality, it's not really growth because, you know, they, they're up the prices. They, they might be adding you know, another 10, you know, 10% more to their vendor, you know, their vendor list. So they might have 300 vendors. So this year they've got 330, and they're getting an extra hundred dollars from those three hundred and thirty vendors. That's a lot yeah, of money. Absolutely, thirty-three thousand dollars just in the additional, you know, the additional not to not to mention what else they've right, charged. Right. So, I think the the promoters are going to have to they're going to have to react just like the vendors are. Like, let's be honest, we can't charge. We can. You know, a lot of us still will, but maybe we can't charge, you know, the, 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 whatever price it is for X, maybe we have to, you know, reconsider, you know, and say, oh, you know, maybe we need to drop our price by a couple dollars because of this or because of that, because now we don't need to make, you know, for gigantic show, we don't need to make, you know, $15,000 because of our costs. We only need to make like 11 you know, there's there's all there's going to be a huge dynamic for every 
do they do they use that and go with um lower lower end uh celebrities or less of the higher end celebrities does it get transferred that way or you know i think i think the conventions could still uh, i don't know let me let me know your thoughts on this because i one i've yammered a lot but two I, I I'm curious, like I'm genuinely curious about this. What what if, like, what if these conventions said, you know, we're we're expecting, you know, a a, a marked decrease in you know in how many people are going to be at the show. So you know, maybe we're only going to do these three a a list quote right. unquote air quotes um, celebrities, and we're going to bring in you know some nostalgia guests. We're going to bring in like some fan favorite guests. You know, maybe we bring in a Disney princess here or there, but we're also going to offer as part of the experience. If you buy a Megacon ticket, you know, we uh, we will also offer like um, you know, we'll also be offering like 30 second chats with, you know, with these four celebrities that kind of round out the you know, the, the celebrities. That what are your thoughts in. on like, if even if let's say they're not there, but Hey, we'll have, uh, you know, anyway, Jake Gyllenhaal record a record a, Hey, Hey Ryan, uh, this is Jake. I just wanted to call and say, you know, call and say hi, you know, whatever, happy birthday, whatever. Like you could give a, he doesn't have to be there, but you can say, I'm going to do, I'd like to pay whatever it costs, whatever we come up with to, and then, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal has to do a, like a phone recording or something and send it to us. You know, like I know some people pay. I've seen ones where the guy that does Optimus Prime's voice where they had uh, he would charge whatever. Like he could do a, you could do an autograph. You could do a picture or you could have him record your voicemail and he'll just say, hey, you've reached Ryan's phone. Like I, how cool would that be? You know, so. Right. That's kind of yeah. where I was going with, with that's right. what I was that's what I, you. I didn't mean to cut you off, but maybe I did. I, <laughs> no, no, that's perfect. That's I'm glad we're on the same wavelength there. Like, I I think if conventions offered something like that, or you know if they did like a thirty second or minute Skype right. session with you know with these people, um, or you know you do it through Zoom, yeah. you do you you do a Zoom thing, you know you get like 10, 10 or fifteen people that get ten minutes to like do the thing, and everybody gets a question. Like, you know, and then they get the option to like purchase an autograph yeah, and photo. Just, even if, even if they mail it to you after the show, you still got the, you still got it, you know, it's yeah. not like you're not going to get it. Yeah. I, and I, I feel like it takes away though. And th- this is the, this is the thing that I, I feel like until somebody like really gets the, uh, the perfection of the virtual con, I, why do you go to a, a convention? Yeah, because you want. Yeah, and I know for like just using one uh, example, I know like when people go in to see Jason Momoa, like he like hugs on them, and like I know he picks some people up. Like he's like super personable, where that gets around, and everyone's like, not only is he, you know, all the women think he's so good looking, but he's like so cool too. You know what I mean? And like, not everybody allows you to like shake their hand or give him a hug. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas, you know, you're going to lose, you're obviously going to lose out on a lot of that. It's one thing to sit in front of a camera and say, oh, hi, Jason, or hi, Fred, you know, but to actually get to shake their hand or, you know, give them a high five, whatever, take a picture with your arm on their shoulder. You know, you're going to be missing out on a lot of that stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, do you think that that's gonna that's gonna deter people for a while from coming? <laughs> I don't. Is, is the non personal experience? I think I don't think it will at the beginning. I think people honestly will just be happy to be able to get out of the house and go to a con, and then I think eventually it'll get to the point where they're like, "Well, why am I here? I don't get to actually see Jason Momoa or you know Joe Blow, except on a, if I'm in front of him on a Skype." But that's not, right. not quite the same thing, you know. And I think in the long run that could run its course a lot quicker than being able to be in the same room you know room with him at on a stage well, even if it's on a stage and i don't get to touch him he's on a stage and i can right. i can sit in the fifth row and listen to him talk you know what i mean right so well, i don't know i i would that, like that to get brings... i honestly would like to get a lot of people's uh opinions so if if anyone is listening and you do um i'd like you to maybe leave a uh leave a suggestion you know give us uh, some comments on some of that stuff what your thoughts are whether it's fans or vendors because we'd like to get you know some of that some of that feedback or promoters yeah promoters I mean, too exactly actually that'll it'll it'll help them the most to be honest <laughs> right right yeah help so, help us help you <laughs> yeah we, we talked about the vent or the the you know the celebrity experience but i mean yeah i'm not going to get to I'm not going to get to hug on John Barrowman. He's not going to get to pick me up and carry me across the threshold. Like, you know, on this bride, like that's, <laughs> that's not, that's not something, come on, John is crazy. That's not something that's going to happen in the, you know, in the, the here now here next week. Right. But at that same, you know, at the same time, you know, do, do conventions like say, you know, prom, or, uh, you know, vendors and attendees have to wear face masks. Like, is that, you know, is that a thing? Well, like, if you want to come, that's going to be that's going to be like what I was saying earlier. Like, hey, it kind of infringe on my my liberties, kind of thing. Like, hey, if it, do I want to wear one while we're in there? No, but if it's going to make someone not want to come to my booth to look around because I'm not, whatever, I'll put one on. It's not the end of the world. I mean, it's hot, or maybe I put one on when there's someone there. You come walking up, I'll, put, I'll right. slide it up. If they're not there, I'll slide it down. You know, it's hot with those things on. You know. So, I mean, that's, well, I don't know if they make you, but I'm sure some will, and some will be a little lax and leave it up to the discretion of the vendor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I, I can see them requiring attendees. Yeah. Um, yeah. I could see that. Because the vendors are inside all day. It's hot. Right. It's, you know, there's, there's a bit of a difference, but at the same time, you know, that, that thing that happened in Oklahoma where people lost their mind because they had to wear a mask, right. Um, right. you know, at, or, People are losing their minds over Menards, um, which is a uh, it's like a home improvement chain. Yep, yep, we have those. Um, okay, so so Menards, Walmart, they're acquiring masks in some areas, and people are like, "Oh, that, that's infringing on my rights," but it's not, right? Because they're the, they're a business; they can do whatever they want. <laughs> exactly, they're yeah. a private business. Yeah, if you don't like it, then don't go in. Exactly. Now, could they do that at a restaurant? I mean, they could have you could, you wear- but that's like to me the opposite is like you can't leave your you can't be out of your house without a mask on. You know, like out in the open yeah. air, like that is that's probably that's a little yeah sad. that's a little uh, that's a little social or uh, not even social communist, I guess. <laughs> I don't communist. know. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's funny. But, I saw somebody like upset that people were running outside and they didn't have masks uh, on, and I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Come on. We go by outside. we go by people riding our bikes and and we don't wear them on our bikes outside. But we'll be like there's someone running with one on and I'm like what are you doing? Like first of all it's hard to breathe. Second of all you're in the you're in the great thing. wide open. Like I see people in their car with one and I just want to smash my car into them because I'm like you're in your car. 
Like there's your windows are up. Like even if they're down, who gives it's the world? Come on. So well, and like me, like if I go through the drive through and you know, if I'm going through a drive through somewhere, I'll toss my mask on and sometimes I won't take it off for a second. Right. But I, I toss it on because I partially like I know that there's a plexiglass barrier between me and that person and they're handing me my money underneath the plexiglass barrier. I know that. But at the same time, it makes them feel better. Right. Like, like what it, I was saying earlier, if it's going to make you feel a little bit better, whatever, I'll put it on, but I'm not driving in my car by myself, even with my wife or the kids in the car. They're breathing what I breathe. I live in the same house, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. But I, now I kind of hope that I see you like driving one day and I can be like, <laughs> I promise oh, you won't. <laughs> I promise. So now I know earlier we were talking about like some um, like outside the box ideas. What did you What did you mean by that? You know, I well, this, this is more of a like, how can I, you know, as a vendor, like, what can I do to, you know, to to really like help my business right now? Because man, I mean, let's be honest, you know, you and I are in one of the same vendor groups, and several of the same vendor groups, and there there's vendors in there that have already decided to close up shop. Right. You know, I watched I watched a vendor who has been doing this for a long time sell off their entire inventory. Yeah, I saw that. Pennies on the dollar, mm-hmm. and like it, 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 it hurts my heart to to see people that have spent that long and invested that much time in their businesses have this this be the thing that yeah that kills that, that can't that ends it. Yeah. yeah, you know, not like not a poor business choice, not like you know becoming like becoming irrelevant, like n- n- nothing like that. It's literally, you know, a virus. Yep. So, so like I, I've seen a lot of people doing some some interesting stuff. You know, Patreon is a big deal. Right. I think you guys have a Patreon. Yep, too. we do. Patreon.com yep. slash Megan Withy. There you go. W i t h u i. W-I-T-H-E-Y. Um, you know, then you've also got, um, and Meg, you can speak to this better than I can. Um, you know, Meg does a great job go- doing live videos to make people aware that she's doing stuff. Like, t- t- talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so she, she'll she do, uh, like, one of the good things of not having, you know, consistent shows every week is she's had a lot more time to sit back and do more art. So. She had one day where she did a, a sketch day where she said, I'm going to see how many sketches I can do in a day. And she wound up doing nine of them. And we put them all up for sale. And she has a big enough following where they did pretty well. But then she goes on and says, hey, she did one of Elsa. And uh, she was like, I'm just going to do a live video where I sit and paint and I talk about it. And she had you know, a couple thousand people on that thing. And it's, it's just her painting and, and answering a few questions as she can see them come up and just things like that and just getting getting more out there with the fans and being more consistent with the fans helps i feel like it helps the whole her whole uh you know job as a, as a as an artist because when we have a show every weekend it's just all you're really going to see from her is a hey we're setting up Thursday or we're setting up Friday here's a shot you know here's some of those here's some of the stuff we have on at the booth on Saturday and Sunday and and then we're just so tired by the time we get home and then we got to turn around and leave again on Wednesday for another show. So it's, it's given her a time to really get more, uh, connect more with the fans out there. Cause even the Patreon has, has more than doubled since we've been home 
uh, since this whole thing started, which has been great because she's put a lot more time into it and, you know, just had a lot more time to really uh, get more of her stuff out there, which has been great. So, I mean, that, that's like, that's great for artists. Right. And even like for myself, I could do the same thing. You know, I could show people how I like design my lanterns or, you know, take them through the process of doing a, you know, a glass and, you know, do a lot of like live type things. Um, because part of what I do is art, part of what I do is vend, like hard goods. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I have to sell the hard goods and it's a whole lot easier to sell them at a convention than it is online. Right. Um, but something that you can do that I, I know, um, Jerry Pesh, uh, the art of, uh, art of Jerry Pesh, Pesh effects. Um, I, I think you, you probably know Jerry. He's the guy <clears throat> and a lot of you probably know Jerry. He's the guy that does like the crazy metal artwork that like, it looks like a concert stage, how everything's lit up at his booth. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. So like Jerry is doing, um, and I think uh, Zach Kendall and uh, Joe, um, you know, my friend Eric Clemens, who's uh, um, Eric secret stash. Um, they're doing like, facebook lives mm-hmm. and they're showing people their products and like kind of doing like an auction type thing where they're showing them off if somebody wants something they hey i want that like and you know then they contact them for you know to get their information and you know they they mail them right um you know it's kind of like the virtual con but it's just you right yeah that's 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 another way it's another good thing i mean you don't need a promoter for that you just got to have a good following that the people that are happen to be logged on to be able to see it. So, yeah. Right. And I, I feel like as vendors, like there, there's a bunch of like virtual artist alley, um, you know, virtual convention, canceled con, virtual con, like blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like groups on Facebook where people, you know, they say, Hey, I'm looking for this. Like somebody, um, a girl was looking for a Farscape glass or a Farscape item. And I sent her a message. I'm like, I can do a Farscape glass for you. And she, you know, she commissioned me to do it. Um, you know, I've made a couple of sales off of those type of groups. I'm not an artist. So like a lot of people are looking for art right now because it's, you know, it's easy to put up. You can find frames everywhere. Right. That kind of, <clears throat> I know, um, I know a good artist. If you ever want to steer him in my direction. <laughs> I, I, I know a pretty good artist. Too. I, mean, she's okay. I only have like, you know, all of her princesses. That's true. Hand. That is um, true. So the the other thing, and I think this is like this has got to be something you know outside of the box, but not outside of the box. It costs you nothing to share one of your friends on social media, right? Yep. Do you have you know Do you have a friend that does you know maybe maybe it's the uh, you know it's the friend that specializes in a ton of Star Wars stuff. You know my my friend Josh. You know, he does, he does a ton of Star Wars toys, you know, or your friend, you know, maybe, you know, Meg, Meg hasn't really done anything Star Wars. She's working on, know. she's actually working on a Ray, a Ray drawing right now as we there speak. You go. <laughs> and see, there you go. But like, maybe, maybe somebody's looking for, you know, um, you know, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. Right, right. And well, I know this Star Wars artist that does a ton of Star Wars stuff. She's, you know, this is her page. Let me share this. Mm-hmm. Does it cost you a thing? 
And if your friends are good enough friends, they're going to reciprocate. Exactly. They're, they're going to share you with their fan base. And I mean, you know, let's, let's take Meg. Meg's, Meg's what? Like 50,000 followers. I think she's got, she's got almost 70 now on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. It was so funny. Like I was following her when I met you guys. Yeah. Um, I remember that. Cause we talked about it in line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, you know, she, she has a, a huge following. So if I share you with my, you know, my 20,000 followers across Instagram and Facebook, you know, that, that gets you in front of let's be honest, a couple thousand people. Right. Probably. Right. But at some conventions, that's all the people that walk by your booth in a day. In a day, exactly. And then, you know, you get 10% of that to share it. You know what I mean? If yeah. out of the 2,000, you get 20 people to share it, and then maybe the next five share it even further. So now you've just reached a lot more than just that. You know what I mean? So you never know. Okay. your friend. Right. It, it, it costs you nothing. Right. Exactly. To, to at the end of the day, we're all together. You know, exactly. we're we we gotta we gotta survive as vendors. Um, you know, fans though, like I, I feel bad for the fans too. Like, let's let's be honest, man. You know, we're all we're all like, oh, oh, it sucks. We're not making any money. Yeah. But like, I, my fear is that there's this generation of Comic Con fans that are. They're on the verge of adulthood. Like, like they're they're adults, but they're not like super mega responsibilities adults. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah, know, you know of course. I mean. They don't have a mortgage and two car payments and kids. And, right. Yeah. But they're getting ready to like have maybe have a mortgage and they're they're thinking to themselves, well, hell. Like, I don't know when the hell the next Comic Con's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Maybe I maybe I start thinking about doing something else with uh, you know with my money, right, right. And that's a I mean that's a real thing, like that's something that could bona fide happen. Yep, absolutely. Because I know I know MegaCon alone, people a people create you know they'll they'll make a costume a year in advance just for next year's MegaCon, or they start saving for next year's MegaCon. So yeah, it's definitely. It's definitely a uh, a concern, but you know, I was just actually looking at the time. Um, Holy cow, we got forty six minutes. Yeah, so I think maybe we should call this one. We can always uh, we can always get another one. Uh, you know, we have some more stuff that we can talk about. You know, for next week's show. But um, yeah, I, I think this was a this was a good first first episode, uh, even though it took four takes to make. Um, right. <laughs> Hopefully, everybody enjoys it. Yes, and you know, it, like we said earlier too, leave leave some feedback. I mean, heck, if you know us personally, reach out, give us some feedback, um, give us a rating. You know, go on there and leave us ratings, and just subscribe so that way every week when we do the new podcast, you don't have to remember to go out and get it. It gets it gets uh, automatically put on your favorite device. Let's see what else do we got. Uh, the one, the one thing that I wanted to throw out there, um, you know, if you're if you're a fan of MegaCon, if you're a fan of World St. Louis, um, you know, I I encourage you to keep an eye on what's going on on their social media pages. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully by the time you hear this, I don't know when we're going to post it. Maybe it's tonight. Maybe it's tomorrow. Maybe it's next day. But keep an eye on those social media pages because you should be seeing something coming through soon. 
um, as to whether or not we've got a convention going. Um, you know, it's it's a scary time for sure. Yeah, but uh, absolutely. You know, keep, keep your hopes up and. The one, the one, uh, my closing remark, you're going to, I know you're going to have something too, but <laughs> guys, you know, we're all a convention family. We don't know. We don't know what the other is going through. So if you've decided to not go to a convention because of your concern about the possible spread of, of what's going on in our world, um, you know, don't, don't attack others because of their choice to go. Um, you know, you, you don't know where they are as far as what they need, you know, their, their business, their, their life in general. Um, you know, so just, uh, I, I guess, uh, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, be, be considerate of others. And if you have a discerning opinion or a disagreeing opinion, um, you know, maybe don't blast them. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shame on these conventions that are deciding to go forward or not going forward. And it's it's doing nothing as a whole. Yeah, like you and I have talked about many times, we got to start somewhere, and we're ne- we never know how good or bad it's going to be until we start. So we have to start somehow just to see. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna you know we can't do this in December and try. Why not try as soon as we can and and see see how it happens? You know, I mean, it's it's just how how it's gonna have to be. So, uh, with that, huh? For sure. So with that said, we'll uh we're gonna sign off again. Uh thanks for tuning into this episode of the inaugural episode of Con Job with uh Ryan and Alexa, and uh we will catch you guys next time. Thanks. See you guys.